From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, South Korea, the U.S. and Japan conduct the first round of regular joint naval exercises in waters south of Jeju Island, lasting three days. The top diplomats of North Korea and Russia meet to discuss security issues on the Korean Peninsula, as well as developing bilateral cooperation. And Prime Minister Han Duk-su says South Korea will take a leading role in nuclear power, carbon-free energy, and artificial intelligence. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Chan. South Korea, the United States, and Japan conducted the first round of regular joint naval exercises in international waters south of Jeju Island for three days, ending on Wednesday. Seoul's Joint Chiefs of Staff said the drills involved nine warships, including the South Korean Navy's Aegis Combat System-equipped destroyers, the U.S. nuclear-powered aircraft carrier USS Carl Vinson, and the Japan Maritime Self-Defense Forces Congo-class destroyers. This is the first time in three months the USS Carl Vinson's returning to the Korean Peninsula since its first visit last November. The regular drills aimed at responding to North Korea's nuclear and missile threats were agreed upon during a trilateral defense minister's meeting last June. This week's exercises were carried out following the North's launch of a hypersonic missile. South Korea has imposed independent sanctions on 11 vessels, two individuals and three entities accused of involvement in illegal ship-to-ship transfers of oil and other products to North Korea. The foreign ministry said on Wednesday that it has sanctioned the vessels, individuals and entities engaged in illegal maritime activities that support North Korea's nuclear and missile development programs. Pyongyang has been funding its nuclear missile development programs and evading UN Security Council sanctions through various illegal activities. Sierra Leone flagships accounted for the largest number at four, followed by one each from North Korea, Mongolia, Somalia, Indonesia, Cameroon, the Cook Islands, and Tanzania. It marks the first time in eight years since 2016 that South Korea has imposed independent sanctions on ships. Wednesday's sanctions are the 15th set of independent sanctions imposed by the Yoon Suk-yeol government. The top diplomats of North Korea and Russia have expressed interest in developing cooperation between the two nations and discussed security issues on the Korean Peninsula. North Korean Foreign Minister Choi Son-hee, who is visiting Russia on a three-day trip, held talks with the Russian counterpart Sergei Lavrov at the reception house of the Russian Foreign Ministry in Moscow on Tuesday. Lavrov said that the two sides will discuss ways to expand bilateral cooperation, as well as broach global issues such as the situation on the Korean Peninsula and Northeast Asia. Regarding the situation on the peninsula, Lavrov criticized the policies of the United States and its satellite countries and added that Russia will continue to demand that they abandon measures that increase tensions. The Russian minister also expressed gratitude for North Korea's support for Russia's military operations in Ukraine. Che expressed hope that the talks will serve as an important opportunity to boost bilateral cooperation and bring substantial benefits to both countries. She also mentioned that at last year's summit, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un invited President Vladimir Putin to visit North Korea at a convenient time. Radio Free Asia reported on Tuesday that a North Korean passenger train overturned in Tancheon, South Hamgyong Province, 
on December 26th, killing hundreds of people. RFA quoted a local source saying that the train was traveling from Pyongyang and heading to Gumgul, South Hamgyong Province, when it headed up a high hill. Due to old railroad tracks and a lack of power, the train slid back and derailed. The source said that the two prestige train carriages that were connected right behind the locomotive did not derail, with the passengers in the prestige train car surviving the accident. However, most of the passengers on the remaining seven train cars died, with the death toll reaching over 400. Prime Minister Han Su is attending an annual meeting of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, said South Korea will take a leading role in nuclear power, carbon-free energy, and artificial intelligence. At a session on new nuclear power on Tuesday, Han pledged South Korea as a leading nuclear power state would work to contribute to decarbonization, the reinforcement of energy security, and sustainable development. The Prime Minister called for the international community to participate in the Carbon-Free Energy Initiative proposed by President Yoon Suk-yeol last September, while emphasizing the importance of nuclear power in countering climate change and bolstering energy security. At a session on AI, Han highlighted how an AI gap between countries could lead to serious issues in the future, before discussing Seoul's efforts to establish an international foundation on the matter and Korea hosting the second AI Safety Summit. President Yoon Sang-yeol pledged to push for legislative revisions to institutionalize electronic-based general shareholders' meetings in order to help minority shareholders voice their opinions. At a public debate on the financial sector on Wednesday, Yoon said the stock market serves as a ladder of opportunity for anyone to climb using their own capabilities and that financial investments must be vitalized to prevent the entrenchment of social classes and increased social mobility. The president said the administration does not plan to lift an existing ban on short selling unless a definitive measure is put in place to prevent negative side effects. Yun announced that raising the standard for the transfer income tax imposed on major shareholders and abolishing the income tax on financial investments have both been adopted as state policies. He also talked about more than doubling payment and tax exemption limits for individual savings accounts while extending access to online platforms related to loans to include the Chunse lump sum rent deposits. Main opposition Democratic Party leader Lee Jae-myung expressed regret over recent defections by party representatives and members ahead of April's general elections, including former DP chair Lee Nagyon. At a DP ceremony on Wednesday, Yi, who returned to work some two weeks after a stabbing attack, said it was unfortunate that they had left the party despite efforts to maintain integration and unity. The main opposition leader said that regardless of the developments, it remains the opposition's responsibility to find new hope and a new path that would meet public expectations. He said the upcoming elections signify the need to clearly rebuke the Yoon suk yeol administration for its atrocity and regression. Unification Minister Kim Young-ho said there has been a rise in the number of defectors arriving from North Korea in recent years and noted that among them there's a growing number of diplomats and other high-ranking officials. In an interview with local daily Bunailbo on Wednesday, Kim said there were 67 defectors from the North who entered the South in 2022, while the annual tally tripled to reach over 200 last year. Forecasting the figure to rise further, the minister took note of the fact that an increasing number of them are diplomats or high-ranking officials. As for North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's recent call for a constitutional amendment to specify completely occupying, subjugating, reclaiming, and annexing South Korea in the event of a war, the minister said such rhetoric is likely an attempt to draw attention away from the regime's 
food shortages, and economic crisis. Regarding Pyongyang's move to abolish three agencies meant to promote inter-Korean dialogue and cooperation, the unification minister said his ministry will not be affected in carrying out its duties pertaining to inter-Korean affairs. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 61.69 points or 2.47% on Wednesday to close at 2,435.90. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also fell, shedding 21.78 points or 2.55% to close at 833.05. On the foreign exchange, the local currency weakened 12.41 against the U.S. dollar to close at (laughs) 1,344.21. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. This has been Daniel Chen.